WCT after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. WGTs. After further review, how you like that beat, Frank? Good one. It's a good one. Can you name the beat? Uh, this one I don't think I've heard. It's that Choppa featuring Mulatto. Make him say. It's a good song, actually. You might want to put that in your rotation. We got the instrumental for you. Once again, we're always here Saturdays, 11 to 1. I know we're kind of going over a little bit. Uh, uh, more like noon to 2 today. Yeah, <laughs> noon to 2 today because... Well, we're just getting acclimated to this. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, I just saw one of my teachers, Clint Longenecker. He was doing something over in the uh, Ingman room with the Clar, a uh, little business academy that he kind of does. Great, great man, great man. Uh, staunch supporter of Rocket Football, former Rocket Football player, graduated, I believe, in 78. Uh, he, I, we actually had him up in the booth. I don't know. Were you with us in the booth when we interviewed him? I don't think so. Ago? Or was that Zach Harry? That might have been Zach who was up there. Right. We also f- uh, interviewed former president Sharon Gaber when she first came. I mean, I, I wasn't up there for it, but I actually heard you guys do that. Mm-hmm. And former mayor uh, Collins. Yes, I, I was at that one. I was at, I was actually remember him walking in the booth. I think I was down on the sideline shooting some video. Yes, you were, I believe. Yes. We're also here with David the Man Got Hair. So make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WHUT's after further review with a picture of Frank Bastner and the horse's head. If you missed the show, we also have us on our live stream. It was about seven people. I think it's five now. We do have the Lysol in the mask in the picture. Uh, we got over 200 views last week after I shared the video, I believe. There were some people that were asking me about it. Some people were like, hey, I see you were back in the studio. I was like, how did you know that? Oh, I saw your video. So it's mm-hmm. it getting shared a lot, people that I even know. Um, yeah. But we got David the Man and got Harris on the phone lines now, and he's going to tell us about our winners and losers of the NBA bubble. I always kind of like listening to your stuff because, David, you, you sometimes surprise me a lot. Now, with this being said, we have to play this music. The round ball rock, as Frank likes to call it. Well, well that's actually what it is. his proper name. His proper name, which was which artist? David, do you know which artist came up with this song? Uh, me at the moment. I can see it. I can see their face. Well, is their, their face, face black or white? White. Right. Well, you're close. It's John Tesh. And if Frank made a suggestion that he wants to hear John Tesh on the show, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, well, you can actually get the live version. You can get the live version of it. Which have you seen the video of the live version? I actually have. He really, John Tesh, really gets into it. The former yeah. uh, anchor on Entertainment Tonight, but also a, 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 a comedian punching bag from Jay Leno. Jay Leno always made fun of John Tesh <laughs> to the point where he kind of angered the guy. So. Um, yeah, that that kind of happened there, but I will say this: it is a it, it's it's great. Now, this is no longer NBA on NBC; it's on a new network. 
Yeah, it is. I, it's on Fox yeah, now for college yeah, basketball. Yeah, I knew that. So now they, they, didn't, they didn't even remix it. They just said, you know what? We're putting the song in there because it's so popular. Well, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, that is that is totally true. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But as I mentioned, David, go ahead. Your winners and losers of the NBA bubble. All right, so we'll start off like usual with the winners. The first one, the Portland Trail Blazers. Now, you're probably thinking, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. How can they be a winner? I think, it's, for me, it's the development of my second favorite NBA player, Carmelo Anthony, slimming down in a way that none of us probably would have imagined. When we all saw Slim Mellow, we were like, huh? But the way that they're playing is then you have to say, Damian Lillard, if he's not in your top five, point guard, by now he's, he's an automatic in there. But there are conversations of if you had to choose a quote-unquote point guard, and we use that term loosely just given the style of play, you can make an argument that building a team around Damian Lillard can get you far. Now, am I saying that they don't have deficiencies, especially in kind of perimeter defense? No. But in the kind of a bubble environment where it's reliant on superstars, you got to give it up to Dame time. Well, he's and always he's been a superstar. I mean, I mean, last year, what, what did he was he chopped liver last year? I mean, he sent Paul George home. I mean, he shot basically a thirty foot three pointer, sent him home, and stared into the camera and said bye. I mean, the, 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 I think the winner is the Blazers because CJ McCollum is playing with a fractured back. I mean, Dame has got to pick up the weight now. And there's no Trevor Ariza, but Gary Trent Jr., who's the son of Gary Trent. Trent, The Shaq of the back. of Ohio University. Played with the Mavericks for many years. Uh, That's that's been really impressive in in the fact that now they're in the play-in game against the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, Portland just has to win one game, and they're in. Memphis has to win two. Yeah. And I think we also get... I'd have mentioned that Portland has gotten Zach Collins back. I think Nurse of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Nurkic is, back, is back too. Yep. So, I mean, they're they're getting healthy. I mean, they, I mean, as David said, their perimeter defense is going to have to clamp down if they end up making any noise. Because I mean, there's a there's a lot of people saying, oh, they're going to knock the Lakers out in the first round, and I'm not I'm not drinking that Kool Aid yet because. Uh, I mean, this is what some buddy of mine mentioned to me when they were playing, when the Blazers were playing uh, Brooklyn the other night. Said that they were basically, they trying to, they were doubling Dame inside once he crossed half court, and that's why he was taking a lot of uh, thirty-five foot shots. I mean, and still making them. Oh yeah, well, I mean, if he if he does that a lot, if he if he does that, then all you can really do is just shake his head and say, "Nice shot." Yeah, pretty much. Who's but, Jamie, by the way? I know she's on the feed of the comments. She, she says she's from the Fight Club or something. Or uh, I'm not seeing anything in the comments on the live. Jamie feed. Ansel Mackle. Nope, don't know who that is. Fighting to play. Oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the founders of a football of a football group of people who want the kids to play. Oh, okay, man. She got in late. She's gonna have to get. She's gonna have to get on that replay because we're on this round ball right now. Yeah, Jamie. She, we actually discussed football earlier, so right. But you can always watch this live feed anytime. Right, exactly. I and mean, Jamie, thank you for you know watching and everything. Man, she just just missed it. And we talked about it for fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah, and now we're out. back to the round ball. All right, so. David, keep going. Yeah, so that was, 
those other stuff, I mean, you have the breakout stars, and that's because that was my second winner, kind of breakout, quote-unquote, breakout superstar. So you look at a guy like Jerry Trent. Like, for those that are the basketball diehards, like diehards, you know that name. Right. But for kind of the casual fan, you're seeing this. And because we're in a bubble and particularly looking at some teams that the normal rotation guys aren't playing, now we're seeing the development, the rise of some of these unknown superstars. And so I think that's the beauty of the bubble. Because we're in this environment, you get a chance to see some kind of players that the casual viewer may not have seen because you're not looking at those particular markets. So you really get to fall in love with particular players, stories, storylines in a different kind of way. Well, someone that's really that's come out and sorry, I don't want to hijack it. Is TJ Warren? Where the heck did he come from? Now I heard he was getting buckets in Phoenix, and because as Frank has mentioned in another segment, they ran by probably one of the worst owners. Uh, he he got he had to get the heck out of there, but he's been having a really good time in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Phoenix, that's my third. Wait a minute! Wait a Wait a minute! You didn't have TJ Warren as your one of your winners. No, I mean, he's in that breakout superstar. I think, like, I know who T.J. Warren is just kind of from experience. I think kind mm, of... Come on, David, David, David. Everybody was shocked that the man was putting up 50 balls and, and high 30 balls. I mean, come on, David. Come on. Come on, David. Well, I mean, statistically, yes. But I mean, he's, he's good for at least, you know, a good 20-25. But kind of, if you look at any player in the NBA, they can give you kind of a crazy night where you can get 30 or 40. Now, granted, not everyone can give you 50. That's pushing superstar elite level. But, David, but you, you have a crazy night. David, you weren't talking about this man before the season even shut down. Nobody was talking about this man. I mean, he was just, like I said, a random a, a random player on a random Pacers team in the middle of January. We wasn't talking about him. Now he's in the bubble and he's getting buckets. I think that's a breakout star right there. I think that's better than Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. is really just filling in on a role as a role player. DJ Warren's out here slaying and, and, and getting buckets on that round with that round ball. Yeah, and, and no, I mean, sorry, David. Go ahead. No, I mean I would agree with you. I would say TJ Warren is kind of he's the quintessential kind of. If you look at breakout stars, he's the guy whose picture that you're going to show to everyone. Be like, boom, TJ Warren. Right. Like, eh? If I would have said the Indiana Pacers, do you think of TJ Warren? Does he pop up in your head first? Well, that's because Victor Oladipo is hurt. Three, four years of the year. No, so, I mean, no, no. You think of Victor Oladipo. You know, even with him hurt, it was like, what are, what are the Pacers going to do with, with without an injured Oladipo? Ain't nobody talking about TJ Warren. Now, he might have been low on the radar, but he, he, he's, he's been a bubble breakout star. You got to put him in there. But keep going. No, I do. And speaking of, you mentioned Phoenix, and so I mentioned Devin Booker. Again, not kind of, he's a name that's familiar mainly because he went to Kentucky. But, and kind of going into the bubble, there's a lot of conversations, kind of, there's going to be quote-unquote bubble super teams being formed. Devin's out of Phoenix. Like, somebody going after Devin Booker. Well, you know, Day-Day, your boy Day-Day from Michigan State once got fined for saying stuff like that. You better be careful. I think he's okay in Phoenix. If they can get some good pieces around him, and they went 8-0 in the bubble and 
because they were so putrid early on in the season, they're you know they've pretty much been eliminated. But they needed to be eliminated anyway. I don't I don't believe in participation awards for the playoffs. Go in there and get your butt whooped after four games. That's why I think the first round should really only be three or the best of fives because teams like Phoenix, you're not going to beat the Lakers. It's not going to be intriguing at all. So yeah, great you did eight zero in the bubble. Uh, Devin Booker, you know I feel great for him because. In Phoenix in the middle of the winter, if you if your team is straight, as we mentioned before, trash or fart music, nobody's gonna pay attention to you. So right now, there's no sports going on, and and they're in the bubble, and he was get, was able to be seen. But I'm kind of glad they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's a good story, good feel, good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, true. Like outside of them, I mean. Only other player that most people could probably name is DeAndre Aiden because he's the number two, the number one overall pick, and really hasn't done much of anything. But no, that's actually, he's averaging like 15 points a game. He's actually doing, I believe, he's doing better than Marvin Bagley. If you look back on that draft, it went DeAndre Aiden, Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic, Jaron Jackson, and Trey Young. <laughs> and I'm sure Sacramento is looking at them like uh-oh because Marvin Bagley is having injury issues and he hasn't been living up to his full potential almost to the point where Vladi Divac has stepped down as GM and has been replaced by, by another G- boob and Joe Dumars I wouldn't call him a boob I don't he got you a championship I mean come on he he pretty much got the ragtag Pistons a championship without superstars and he got and to the finals whore, two, and then two he made one row. of the worst trades in the history of Detroit sports sending Chauncey Billups away for the corpse of Allen Iverson. No, Allen Iverson had some pretty decent years in Detroit. He got became a corpse in Memphis at the end or, and when he went back for the reboot of the 76ers. That's when he started getting that fluid in his knee. But he actually did pretty decent in Detroit. Now he, he just couldn't, couldn't stay, stay away out of the casinos. casinos. Right, he couldn't stay out of those casinos. But you know, for how that team was, uh, Chauncey was the lifeblood of the team. Now, also people will remember him for the Darko Millage drafting, yeah. at picking him over D Wade and over and Carmelo Chris Anthony. Bosch. Right now, he tried to redeem himself and try to trade him, but I think the organization said, well, we need to keep on to this guy and, and see if we can salvage something with him. So he, he did try that, but keep going, uh, David. Yeah. And, and the last one, I wasn't going to mention it because I was going to be holding another segment, but hot wings and barbecue, any kind of wings and a strip club, you know the story, that, that's the highlight of the bubble. I mean... Breast and thighs. Breasts and thighs. You're kind of right. Uh, he is kind of right. Well, I mean, I mean, look. I guess what people what people were thinking of strip clubs was like the stuff you wouldn't feed to your dog, and now this play Magic City or whatever the hell it's named in Atlanta has got legit food. Well, yeah, and, and, and unlike in this area, Frank, the, in some of the better cities, uh, strip clubs do have good food and drinks. I mean, you know, you it, it, that's where business deals get made. So. You know, I understand, you know, in this area, there's a lot of hole-in-the-wall strip clubs where you, you get a lot of flapjack pancake type of bodies and stuff like that. Just just nastiness where <laughs> in other cities, you got good-looking women. You go in there. You make a business deal. It, it's entertainment, but th- there's there's more to it. it, it there's, there's entertainment from the women, but... It's it's a good dining experience, and, and I know for some people that's because some people are like, well, I would never go to a strip club to eat. 
Well, yeah, because there's a lot of strip clubs that I wouldn't go to to eat. But these are a little Same bit. Here. These are these these are these are on different calibers. These are a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I and, and it and, and it costs to get in there. It costs to be the boss to be in there. So, you know, you can be drinking Dom Perignon or some or Cristal or something. And Hennessy. And Hennessy. And, and, you know, it's only a certain type of crowd that they want in those strip clubs. So it's just not, you know, Joe Dirt in there. Yeah. But, uh, David. Uh, As I mentioned before, though, the breasts and thighs I heard are very high quality at these strip clubs. And I'm not talking about the women, I'm talking about the actual food. Like, yeah. You, you, they're really good. Okay, now to your losers. Yeah, first, so the first loser for me is kind of, it's not really a, it's kind of a person, but the rookie of the year conversation. Like, let's just end this right now. There is no, I don't care that he was hurt half the season. Zion Williamson is not rookie of the year. It's John Morant. Block, sign, feel delivered. There's no argument here for that. It should be John Morant. I'm not I'm, David. I'm not going to argue against it. I mean, no. look, uh, I know I know Zion when he got a chance did well, but John Morant has played better. That's pretty much all you can say. He's been consistent. He's gotten his team to the the, the playoff game. Um, they have fallen off a little bit from the bubble. And I said this. I I, I wouldn't have drafted uh, Zion Williamson because this is what his career is going to be. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he has the body type where he has to be strict on his diet. He can't waver, and if you noticed, he came back, looked good, then he had to leave the bubble for you know a family reason, and he looked out of shape. I mean, and these are the issues you're going to have to worry about. I and mean, think about it, he's only 19, and you're already worrying about him being out of shape. If he takes a couple days off, he's out of shape. That shouldn't be happening at 19 years old. Now, just imagine when he's like in his late 20s and early 30s. It's hard to keep that weight off when you get older. I mean, like I said, when he's in shape and he's in pristine condition, he's a monster out there and he could do whatever he wants. But I think this is going to plague him. I, I really do. I think that the weight issue is going to plague him. And I don't think you're going to see the full potential out of, out of him. It's going to be up and down, up and down. And if you want to be a winner in this league or you or, or, or you want to be a superstar you, or you want your team to get the championship, you got to have consistency. And I don't see that from Zion Williamson. I just don't. It, it's just it's just genetics. It, and I'm pretty sure he'll try hard. He'll be around a nutritionist and it'll be this and that. But he just it, it's already showing you already that. The genetics aren't gonna are not in the favor of this guy. And if I was New Orleans, if I was New Orleans, I'd be looking to trade him. I'd be looking to trade him. Okay. You gotta unload this dude. I'm telling you, right? It, it is showing you. It's it. There's a lot of red alerts with this guy. A lot of red alerts. I understand there's the upside, but like I said, you can't do much for me if if you're gonna be out of weight and out of shape. And then also when you're out of weight and overweight or out of shape. That starts to lead to injury concerns. And then what? I, you, you're going to be playing 60 games for me each season? I mean, come on. You, you, can't, you can't do that. He's shown a lot of promise, but I think Brandon Ingram has shown a lot of promise. He's kind yeah. of resurrected his career. you got a good core there. Um, if they have a draft this year, I'm trying to think of uh, they should have a draft. And, and looking at all the potentials, I'd be having Zion on the trading block. I know that people will be like, well, that's insane, Derek, but I'm telling you, dude. This is this this doesn't look good at all. This is a especially at 19. He left the bubble for a week and came back 
and he was breathing heavy. Yeah, and he had to be quarantined, and then he wait a minute. He, had, he left for a week, and then he had to be quarantined for I think what, another week, week and a half. And he came back, and he looked straight terrible. And they had to put him on restricted minutes, and he still looked bad. He looked out. Of, he looked way out of shape. So right now, I know that you people might think I'm going overboard or saying whatever, but this don't this don't look good. Long haul, don't look good. Yeah. Bye. Sorry, David. No, I was going to say, like, what, two things. One, it would be interesting trying to find a trading partner for this. Oh, but they'll two, find somebody. Then it goes back. They, yeah, they, they will. There's there's enough suckers out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, this is just, I, I hate to say it, it's, this is going to be out of your control. If this, if this guy, he's one of those guys where he's got to be stringent on it. Yeah. If he doesn't, let's say he goes away for the summer and then he really blows up because his body, you, 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 there's no slimming down. I mean, yeah, Carmelo Anthony slimmed down and everything, which, you know, kudos to him. But he never really had a weight problem, though. And he was skinny before and he was skinny in the league for at least his first five, six years. Then he started really putting on the weight. And then even in New York, his his weight even fluctuated. But this dude, he, he reminds me of uh, Oliver Miller. Where Oliver Miller had a couple good seasons in Phoenix because he he really kept his weight down, but he couldn't keep the weight down because genetically, once he took a little bit of a break, he blew up, and that's where you're seeing with Zion. He's gonna he's I'm telling you, as you get older, it's harder to keep that weight off, and he's not the type of guy that can go on and have an off season. And, and be like, all right, which is chill. And you know, after the season's over, you still got to get on that treadmill, buddy. You still gonna have to run your laps. You you don't have to be doing something. It ain't none of this, you know, me and the family or him and his wifey. If he gets down to that point later in his career, we gonna you take a week off and get go to the go to Cancun or the Cayman Islands. Because if he comes back and he been drinking too many margaritas or Hennessy, it's over for him, and then it's harder to get back into shape. So this yeah. this this looks. Mm, well, since we're kind of talking about the Pelicans, obviously the news has come out that Alvin Gentry was whacked as head coach. Yeah, they needed to do that. They needed to, he needed to be whacked. Yeah, and of course Jim Boylan whacked. Yeah, that's not a huge. That wasn't a huge surprise either. A couple of names to watch for head coaching searches are Tyron Lue and Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. and then Brooklyn's Jacques Vaughn might mm-hmm. be if the Nets don't retain Tain him. Right. So that's an. Yeah. That'll be a name to watch also. Blazers and Grizz at 2.30 today for the play-in game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski just tweeted about a minute ago, Yusef Nurkic has announced that his grandmother died of COVID. So that could be something. I don't know if he's going to end up playing or not. No Mm. word yet. I mean, Mm. condolences to him. Yeah. So, So I'd like to know what you guys think. Who wins the playing series? Does Portland uh, oh, get done? Oh, let David keep going with right. his losers. I mean, he still well, got a little, he's still, still, yeah, he's got still more on the plate here. Yeah. That's, that's not going to jump to the dessert yet. All right, David, keep going. Sure. Well, one, one real quick. I'm going to go one step further than you, Derek. Remember I said when Jeff processed, who do I compare Zion Wilson to? Mr. Bennett, another David Griffin draft pick. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm Anthony just saying Bennett? I tried to tell you. Anthony, I'm trying to tell y'all when I made the comparison. Well, the body type, yes, but let's face it. 
even in the short amount of time that Zion's been in the league, he's been more productive than Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett was never productive. <laughs> Anthony mean, Bennett was the second coming of Michael Oluwakandi. Changed my even, mind. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't wouldn't even. He's worse than Michael Oluwakandi because I Michael Oluwakandi actually had a 15 year career. Now he was he up to number one standard pick uh, statistics? No, but he actually had a career where Anthony Bennett had nothing. No, no. The difference between Anthony Bennett and Zion Williamson is Zion Williamson has talent. I'm not disputing that. I think it's the natural physical abilities that's going to hurt him. Because like I said, this this weight issue ain't going away. If you think it's going to go away, it's not. And he has to be stringent about it. If he's not stringent, he you know, there's some people that have weight problems. Like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, he was a heavy guy. But he could kind of have a little bit of leeway and he could play himself back into shape. That ain't Zion. Zion has to constantly, he can't, he can't take off. He's got to be, even when the season's over, he's got to keep going. You know, Charles Barkley could take the season off, come back to training camp, out of shape, and get in shape during training camp and still be a Hall of Fame player. That ain't happening for Zion. Zion's going to be looking bad, playing basketball, and it's going to lead to injuries, and it's going to lead to an injury that he might not be able to recover from that takes away his explosiveness. But, there's no comparison him and Anthony Bennett. Zion Williamson has accomplished a lot more. I mean, he's up for rookie of the year candidate. Anthony Bennett wasn't even up for rookie of the day. Yeah, Anthony Bennett and Zion Williamson don't even use the same toilet. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, they just wait the same at this point. But anyways, okay. Uh, so second loser for me, and just hear me out, kind of the top tier seed when their star player is not out. We saw what Milwaukee looks like without Giannis. Like, now, again, Chris Middleton is kind of one of those players that he's a, he's a good number two. Like, but can he be kind of the focal point of an offense? Here no. and there, maybe, but no. not consistently to the point where he can win you a playoff here. No. Chris Middleton is what he is. is a great role player, should knock down shots when the superstar gets the double team or the super, or the point guard drives. Chris Middleton is not a number one. I mean, he's proven that. That's just how he is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's carved up a good niche in the league, and he's making bank doing that. But if you think he's going to win you a playoff series, me, a first round. First round, yes, because the teams aren't that good. But second round and beyond, Chris Middleton, you need more work than just Chris Middleton. And don't let this distract from the fact that the Pistons had Chris Middleton and traded him away for a bag of basketballs. Really? Or who do they trade him for? Pretty sure it's part of the Brandon Jennings trade. Yeah, that's right. Because he got it. Yeah, Chris. But but then again, though, Chris Middleton's one of those players where it's situational. I don't know if he would have stayed with Detroit. Would he have still had the same career? I mean, there's there's players that are just have the exuberant talent. They could put them anywhere. They can play well. That's them. Then there's those guys that. You're situational. You go here to this situation, you blossom, and people think you're really talented. And then you go somewhere else where the situation isn't perfect or fit your game or your personality style, and you look like straight uh, BFI. Yeah. All right, David, keep going. David? Did you hang up on him? No. No. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was, I was saying it's kind of similar for the Western Conference with the Lakers, but we know 
Like, we praise LeBron. That's kind of ESPN's mantra. But, like, when LeBron's off the floor, can Anthony Davis be that number one? Like, we have some evidence in New Orleans, but we know New Orleans is a tricky situation. But kind of similar to how kind of Giannis and Milwaukee, can Anthony Davis be kind of that center point of the offense for the Lakers? And I don't know. No. Like, because the, the, the roster is built around LeBron. No. Like, Anthony Davis is what he is. That's why he couldn't win in New Orleans. And that's why they kind of parted ways. He's a guy that he fits in with another good alpha male superstar. I don't think he'll ever be a guy that could lead a team. He could lead the team. He's talented. He'll lead a team into the play. He can get a team into the playoff. But if you think you're going to be winning championships with them and putting raising banners every year up to the ceiling or to the to the, to the rooftop. No, that's this is not it. The rafters, no. Your rafters are going to be dusty. They're not going to have any banners with Anthony Davis being the primary guy. Not a bad player, um, but he's more, he's got a number two attitude. Nothing wrong with being a Scotty Pippen. Exactly. Yeah, and so I'm just going to be curious because we know, like, with all this rest, that's why, like, a lot of these players were excited about this bubble having that kind of quote unquote midseason rest. But if LeBron has to take a breather or, you know, dare I say, LeBron gets some kind of injury to where he can't play, that that's going to be dangerous. And we're looking like a team, say, for example, if Portland gets in. Like, I could see kind of a LeBronless Lakers versus a Portland, and I'm leaning towards Dane. I'm leaning towards, you know, the Mama's boys. Like, it may be a long series. And so LeBron might have a chance to come back, but it's not a guarantee that they can get through that much matchup, much less if they have to face the Clippers. So granted, they have their own kind of, they're struggling with the bubble kind of format just a little bit, just trying to figure out the mesh and the cohesion. But, yeah, it would just be interesting to see those top those top teams, which one can make it to the finals. Granted, it's, you know, anything can happen, but it seems like the road is just a little bit harder for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. All right, finish it up, David. And then the last one, the last loser, I'm, I'm going to put myself on blast. When me and Derek, we talked about it, kind of the bubble starting, I was kind of glass half, you know, I was a little bit concerned about the bubble. No, you wanted it to fail, basically. <sighs> you thought that I, it wasn't going to work. <laughs> well, that, that's different than it failing. I didn't, I didn't know if kind of these players, these professionals, like, we've had some instances here or there, particularly, you know, Lou Williams and the wing. But I just thought there was going to be too much of those little small things. What about the injury risk? What happens if a kind of key player contracts something? And so, particularly when we were talking about it, it was kind of right at the start of the bubble when some of these players were coming from these hot spots. And so they were in states or particular areas where there was an increase. And so we saw some of the players recovering from the coronavirus. And so that was my thinking, wondering, okay, if this does pop up within this environment, kind of how would they react? And thankfully, kind of to my surprise, there hasn't been anything. Like, we, again, we saw like some instances here or there, but nothing to the magnitude to where Major League Baseball, who royally screwed it up with a lot of the travel. And I think, so for me, like, I'll say that I got it wrong. I'll be the first one to admit it. So you ate your crow on that one, David? Yeah, I'm. I'm happily saying, like, hey, I thought it was. I thought there was going to be a lot more hiccups. I thought it would go similar to how Major League Baseball is, where teams have to cancel. But, boom, I was wrong. And uh, 
Uh, well, all we can say is Adam Silver got it right. I can't tell you how many times I've said that. He's gotten it right with the bubble. I mean, look, I was, I mean, I myself was a little bit concerned with a couple of miscreants here and there, but it did, but it ended up proving to be a lot more uh, bark than bite. So it's, let's hope that it can stay that way and everybody minds their P's and Q's. I told you it was going to work because of the TBT, the basketball tournament. It showed you that it was going to work and they were, basketball got it right. I mean, they just like these leagues. You know, I think football, baseball, and these states should just see what NHL and NBA was doing. They went in there, they came up with a plan, they they thought things through, and look how much success they're having instead of trying to go by the seat of their pants. But then again, though, Gary Bettman and, and Adam Silver are businessmen and lawyers, so you know they they kind of think things through. Whereas you got people that are in the educational field that more or less lead by through emotion and, and, and heart than thinking about business sense. Yeah. Any more losers, David? No, other, other than that, I mean, we could do like an honorable mention, just talk about some of the ineptitude of some of the kind of crappy franchises that had to fire team or fire managers, fire ownership. Uh, yeah, no. this yeah, I not, mean... Not throwing anyone out, but, you know... Well, let's just say you mentioned, uh, we mentioned T.J. Warren being traded away from the Suns. Yeah, that was more of because Robert Sarver, their owner, is an inept boob. And, of course, Vladi Divac leaving the Kings. Well, they are owned by another idiot in Vivek Ranadive. Right. And, of course, the Pistons having guys who were good. Who end up being good elsewhere? Yeah, I'm, you could throw Tom Gores in with the same table as Ronadive, Sarver, Ted Leonsis, James Dolan. Right, that's true, totally true. But we got to wrap. That's this another up. topic right. for another time. That time. So thanks, David, with your winners and losers, uh, David. That 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 was a really good segment. Uh, coming up next is our NHL. We get NHL and everything. It's good to have sports back, isn't it, fellas? Yeah, it is. So I'll have my power play next. Uh, talk about what's been going on with uh, the uh, first round of the playoffs after the qualifying round was complete. A few storylines there, and uh, that'll probably wrap it up. Yeah. David I, David only had one segment today, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, David. So we'll come back with the uh, power play and uh, wrap it up. We got... 15 more minutes we go 12 to 2 I, the live video is weird now I can't yeah. see the time we, how long we've been on the live video yeah I've got I've got uh, hang on let me check the time I've got it's 142 right. yeah yeah. right now so come back with a power play and wrap it up for the day yeah that is true we'll always make sure you check us out if you missed any of the show it'll be like Jamie where we talked about high school football wanting kids to play and yeah, then we she, moved on to talk about uh, the, the round association ball. yeah the association round ball and uh, she pretty much missed the bus on that that's one. all right you can always go back watch the live feed yes eat again and also or listen on us on itunes soundcloud subscribe leave us a uh give us five stars or something so we can spread our wealth of knowledge and our word around the world and also on uh, soundcloud uh, also, I'll try to share this. I don't know. Can you share Facebook Live videos on Twitter, or they don't allow that? Uh, you might be able to. You probably just got to copy the URL oh, and tweet, tweet it. it. Okay, yeah. 
we can do that. Sounds ah, like crap, David. I lost David. Yeah, David lost him there. But we'll go take a quick break. And are you ready for your power play? Yep. All right, we'll be back after this. 88.3 WCTs after further review.